Hey guys, welcome back to Confessions of a Christian Chick podcast. It's your girl, Amanda, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We are going to be having a great conversation, and I'm super excited, and I'll let her introduce herself. Everyone, my name is Bjordanda Frady, and um, I'm the founder of The Immigrate Life. I'm also uh, the host of the show, Married to Ministry. I'm an author. My book, Lead Me Past the Slides, is available on Amazon, as well as a few other books. Um, you can find me on Instagram at immigrate.life or at beardandafrady. It's good to be here, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. How is everything with you? Well, outside is open. Masks <laughs> are coming off soon. So, hey. Apart from, I think the downer has been the whole Ukraine situation Um, and just, you know, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I I can relate to that because it's like one moment you're like happy and then you're thinking like, oh my goodness, like there's a lot going on around the world. Yes, yes. I definitely understand. So you said you have a platform called Married to Ministry. And so- yeah. We are actually—it's gonna- a show. It's a show, actually, but it, it's ba- it's it's hosted on the platform called Soul Vibes. Oh, how come I didn't? Oh, okay, okay. okay. You've been busy. You been, you you know you been, the last two years for you have been huge. So, hey. <laughs> so literally, the last two years have been something else. And actually, that's what yeah. we're going to get into today. So today we're kind of doing like um, a newlywed marriage versus a seasoned marriage, right? And we're just oh going to give our perspectives, our experience. So by the time this show releases, I'll be married for one year officially. Hey. And- how many years have you been married? Um, it will be 11 in 20, 25 days, I, I believe, or 20, yeah. 20 something days. It'll oh, be 11 years. Yeah. What are you doing for your anniversary? Nothing. No way. <laughs> no, by, by nothing. I mean, every, every anniversary is like a special thing for us. Yeah. So... I don't don't know if we're doing anything new because the kids are in school. We're not going to take them out of school. They just finished spring break. Their school just uh, just concluded spring break. They're going back to school on Monday. So except we take them out of school, which we we will not do. Uh, But every year is special. The irony is that we we kind of have two wedding anniversaries. I don't know if you want me to go into that right now. Yeah, you can. Okay, so how it was, was you go to the registry. Yeah. And you get married, right? No, no, you don't, you kind of get married, yeah. But you are given a certificate that hasn't completed the marriage yet. Oh. Yes. So not here. We married outside the country. Okay. The initial one. Then you, you kind of get um, that certificate and then you go to church and then the church does something that completes, and then the, the officiants and the witnesses, they get something that completes the, the, the document. Oh. But somehow the person who did the, who did the registry whole thing, gave, like completed the marriage, 
on the day we went to the registry. It's a whole, it's a whole oh, thing. So you were like fully married we already. Yeah, exactly. So by the time we got to the priest and they were like, we're doing our, you know, every our, um, wedding rehearsal and everything, the priests were like, you guys are already married. <laughs> like, no, we, we, you know, we did everything that we're supposed to do. The guy was like, yeah, but this document shows that you are legally married. You're not supposed <laughs> to be legally married yet. <laughs> wow. So it was a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so um, I thought you were, because that's like what, well, it's not what we did, but I thought that's what you were going to say. Me and Edward, we went and did like our court marriage first. That's what we did that here too. Yeah, like we were supposed to have our wedding, but then there was COVID. So we didn't want to risk like family members like not being able to be there, but we also didn't want to not get married. So then we'll still have our wedding, right? So like we're married, but we'll still have the wedding. So we were kind of like, well, which one do we celebrate? And I was like, well, we're going to just celebrate, you know, the actual marriage, you know? So yeah, so you've been married for almost 11 years and I'm sure you have so much experience and just, you know, advice that you can give to people that are either engaged newlyweds or even just considering marriage at all so what would you say from your perspective when you were getting married what's the huge the biggest difference from actually being married now for so long what's the difference between what and what like expectations that you had before you got married like is there one thing that's oh yeah oh you know like when I get married this is how it's going to be versus how it truly is Okay, so so still so for me, my case is a, a little different from what I usually hear. So I, I'm used to hearing women say, you know, um, I always thought when I got married or hearing younger women say, when I get married, so and so and so, I never had that feeling. Oh. I never imagined myself getting married. I didn't wow. think I was going to get married. Like a marriage was never something that I considered until I met my husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. So even picking my wedding dress, it took me maybe 20 minutes. And my mom was shouting <laughs> in the background, the other pick this dress. This dress is really nice. And this dress will fit you. Basically, that was it. I was like, okay. So you didn't have that like fantasy that most girls have growing up? No, I had no, zero fantasy wedding vibes growing on. It was none of that. A, a marriage became like something I desired when I met my husband. It took meeting my husband to have a desire for me to get married. And even at that point, there was no dress fantasy. There was no hair fantasy. It was just, let's get married. And I remember tapping my foot during the reception, like, these guys need to hurry up. Let's <laughs> be done. <laughs> Wait, so and let's be married. What was it about your husband then? Because for you to go from not even thinking about it to like, okay, now I'm going to spend my life with this person, that's a huge jump. No. Um, so that's a good question that you asked. What was it about this person that made you go from? I think I, 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 I believe that when I met my husband, there was just something in me that was like, this is it. Like, I found someone that I really, I don't even want to say connect with. It's just, I found, it's like for me, and, and, and now, I know what it is now. It was just, I found someone that was very different from me, very complete in who he was not trying to put on airs not trying to be someone else the opposite of me basically god-fearing loves god unashamed 
he still yet loves money wants to you know very ambitious but just and then also understood who I was and wasn't trying to make me into somebody else Mm. and I was like okay I I, this is it (laughs) I don't even know if he was as this is it as I was wow but but that was it yeah wow oh my goodness that's a huge testimony because a lot of people um they always say like I remember I used to ask married couples when I was single like how did you know right because it's like you date people you know you you meet people you go on dates but then for you to actually say like okay I'm actually going to spend my life with this person it's like what made you know so yours is really unique like I said from going to not even thinking about marriage to now you've been married married for almost 11 years that says a lot about your husband as well so um so for you you said it's kind of different I'll say for being a newlywed certain expectations that um that I used to have when I was single. One of them is like, oh, when you're married, you can have sex every night. And that's like, that's not true. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that too, of course, that I mean, too. Yeah, like some people are like, oh, that I can't wait to get married so I can, you know, especially when you're waiting, like for people that wait and stuff. Yes, oh, when you're waiting. That's just something that maybe, maybe if you're a lucky couple, I guess, but like when life hits you and, you know, you're coming back from work, the last thing on your mind is, is that, right? And I'm trying to think of some other things that you just kind of, um, I can tell you mine. Like, I, I, I don't know if I thought of the, we're going to have sex every night, um, I don't know if I thought about it because of course because we we you know we waited as well. So for me, it was just all this waiting better we watch it. <laughs> I was just my vibe, and I was like very clear on that, like this waiting better. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, have you seen like an African woman like tapping their foot? Yeah. That was me, just like mm. <laughs> on that end on the other end I was like um my expect like my expectation that I I think you know it took being married and understanding life to kind of you know I I I thought because he was so because I was so you know because there was like this deep void inside of me when I got married mm-hmm. and he was he seemed so complete I literally believed what they said about this person completes me wow and so the burden I put on him was so like you're supposed to complete me yeah I'm not supposed to be unhappy my my, so this is it I did not think I could be married to my husband and be unhappy yeah be depressed or be sad I mean that's a common expectation yeah yeah that was that was like a major thing for me how did you work through that? Like once you, was that a struggle for you guys? Or once you realized that this is not actually true, that I will have these moments where I'm unhappy. How do you work through that? Uh, it, it took a long time for me. Mm-hmm. It took years for me. It must have taken at least six years. Wow. Or seven, yeah. <laughs> a while. Um, on his end, he understood Right. But because he's so committed to me being happy, Mm. he would be stretching himself and it would be putting a strain on him. But he's not the complainer. He's not the complaining type. Yeah. You know, he's that guy that you that you put on like 10 pounds and you'd be like, I put on 10 pounds. And he's like, no, he's like, no, 
can you help me check if there's like water in the fridge? Like, <laughs> but you have put a temper that is very clear. So he's always finding a way to maneuver around making you happy. And it's a lot to put on someone when they're do having to do that 24 seven. Yeah. So I think it took me a while to own the fact that my moods mood swings, reaction to stuff that happens outside our home, inside our home, that's on me. And I need to deal with that like by myself. I can't say I'm unhappy. Why are you happy? I literally, so I used to have a problem with sleep, right? Right from when I was a little child. And so neck, you used to have to take medication for everything. Yeah. I would be awake and be upset with him that he was sleeping. Sleeping. Why are you sleeping? I feel upset because I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, um, I can't really control that I'm that I want to sleep. Yeah. You know, just even looking back and thinking of the patience that took, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. commend him for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I another to. one for me. Um, so Edward and I were friends before we got together. Like we were friends for like five years, I would say. Wow. And um, yeah, so an expectation I had is that we would just never disagree on things like we wouldn't have you know arguments and I think for me like once and I you know I've never lived with a male before he had never lived with a woman um so like when we you know got married and we moved in together and like just bumping heads here and there I started getting nervous because you start thinking oh my goodness um, not to say that we never had disagreements as friends, but it's like, this is a person I, I always got along with now that we're married, like we're having disagreements and you begin to start thinking like, oh, did I make a mistake? What happened? What's going on? And so I think a lot of people actually go into that, go into their marriage thinking it's just going to be, you know, honeymoon forever. And that's a huge mistake because you, then you'll start thinking that you made a mistake, that you did something wrong. And that's not necessarily the case. So one thing that we still do, we, you know, we did premarital counseling and all that. We still do count counseling because you just realize how you're, you know, you're two different people, two different backgrounds, and you're going to bump heads, you know, you're going to bump heads. So, um, that was like a huge thing for me because I was so nervous in the beginning. Like, why are we arguing? Like, we never used to argue. Now we're having arguments. <laughs> so. That's true. I can't imagine. So, 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 you know, I know you're the one doing the interview, but I have to ask. Um, so was he in the friend zone waiting to enter into the non-friend zone? <laughs> I just like, have you asked him that? Okay, so Edward, hold on. So when did you know that you did not want to be in the friend zone? That's so funny. Like, yeah, we actually have this conversation all the time because he brings it up. Like, yes, he says he says that like he was ready, you know, and I was just like, but you never really like made a move. He, hey, yeah. wait. So do you think this gives credence to what guys say about women and men not not actually being able to actually be friends, friends? Hmm. I, you know what? I don't know because I feel as I don't know because like there are some people that claim they are friends but like they mess around with each other um he said <laughs> that he prayed right so he said that you know he he knew that he liked me but he was like if he makes a move and I'm like no he doesn't want to ruin the friendship so he said when he finally made his move after five long years, <laughs> he said it was on prayer. So I think men and women can be friends because like I said, well, at least from my end, when we were friends, we were just friends. Like we never, 
cross that line. Um, but I don't know, that's a good question. Because now it's hard to say because like we ended up getting married, you know, so it's like. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's easier for, for women to be friends with men and it will be just, and in their hearts, they're like, yeah, my friend. Yeah. Than for men to be friends with women. And then one day it would yeah. like come up like, hmm, this person, I get along with her. She's good, you know, she's, yeah. you know, she has good vibes. Why don't I just seal the deal? You know? Right. But, yeah. But hey, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, wow. So now, all right. So 11 years after, what would you say, this may be hard, but like, what would you say your big, biggest lesson that you learned in marriage has been so far? So my biggest lesson so far, I would say it has been, it's okay to be quiet. Mm. Oh no. Yeah. I feel like you're about to. I know. <laughs> I, I guess what I was, I, I was that, oh no, no way person for like the longest. You know me, <laughs> right? You know my personality. And I know you've never really seen me like, right? Real, but my personality is very, you know, sometimes very big yeah. and very noisy and very just out there. And it's funny, you know, fun for me. And when I'm upset, it's the same, you know. But even as a Christian, I learned that, you know, you, it's okay to be quiet sometimes, mm. especially in the times when normal human nature would, would you know, you want to while out. Like, yeah. it's okay to be careful. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to measure your words. It's okay to be silent. And if, and this is a Christian podcast, right? Yeah. And I think learning that came from the, from the, there was, there was a time we had like a, a, a an argument and that was, this was the first time that ever happened to me. And in the middle of the argument, the Holy Spirit was like, start singing. Mm. Start singing. I was like, no, we're not singing. Like, I'm going to tell him what I think about what he's done. Start singing. And in my, in my mind, I started to sing. And then I started to hum. And I thought like the moment I started to do that, all the anger was feeling everything. Wow. Was cooking at the time. And I just remember looking at him and just thinking, and when it was done, I was like, okay. <laughs> that was, and you need to know me to know that that's never me. Right. Because um, you know, just life and society and things that we've seen in in, in the home. And especially if you come from like a culture where the woman is like typically suppressed. Yeah. There's a part of you that's like, no, you're not going to suppress me. Right. Right. So sometimes even when the person is just being helpful to you or just saying, oh, but I thought you were going to do it. I thought we agreed. And you just go off. But you're not going off based on the tiny argument you guys are having. It's like 15 years worth of baggage, yeah. 30 years worth of baggage that you're bringing in. You could have a, a, a conversation with your friends two days before and they're talking about and someone is talking legitimately about how her husband was good, bad to her cheating on her you know and she brings up like signs things that started happening before it's and then you start to you know there's a paranoid part of you that's like picking on those things you know there's so many things to for us to kind of watch out for but they are all on us they are not even on the other person yeah so and I think God knows that. And he, he, he knows when we're kind of like treading the line. 
And if we listen to him, he will pull us back. Like, you need to calm down. That's so good. Like, it's okay to be quiet because a lot of us, like you said, we want to get that last word in. It's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to get this off my chest. He's going to know how I feel. And it's like, is it always necessary? So that's a really good one. You know, I want anybody... to, and I, I don't... Mm-hmm. no, go ahead. And I wanted to give some background to that because there's going to be someone who's going to listen to this and they will say, uh, no, she's just saying that because, you know, maybe she, I don't know, maybe she doesn't know any better or something. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But I'm just going to say that many men, right, are not as vocal as us women. Yes, agreed. So, so for every five words that we're speaking, they're speaking two, but they're listening. And while your words are just like, well, I said that and whatever, it's, 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 it hits them deeper than it hits us. To be honest, I, I think words hit men deeper than yeah. they hit us. Because most of the time when you, when they eventually get upset and you ask, what made you upset? And you find out, you're like, really? That was it? <laughs> out of all the things I've done to you, that was, that. was it? <laughs> and so because, you know, we validate them as wives. Yeah. As partners, if we... If, you t- if your husband like, is going through stuff in your life, what is that? Like, you're bigger than that. You're smarter than that. You know, yeah. go and kill it. Go and kill it. Your go and kill it in the morning is like rocket fuel for them. That's how they, they roll, you know? So also you're, you're nothing or you're not worth anything. Or why did I marry you? Why did mm-hmm. I ever settle for you? That is like, <laughs> that's like you're killing killing them and there's two things you don't want you don't want them to get so used to that yeah you don't don't want them to get so used to that because the moment they get used to it when you try to validate them they don't believe you yeah you cannot be validating me at the same time cursing me out so bad yeah you have to pick a side yeah yeah so and that's really good because like a lot of people they fight dirty you know and it's hard to come back from that and that's one thing that like Edward and I like we vow not to not to hit below the belt you know because now it's like you've said all these things that's still gonna ring in the person's head after you make up at least for me mm-hmm. I know I'm sensitive I'm very sensitive so it's like if you say something to me I'm gonna be thinking about it like two years down the line like I remember when you said this to me you know so a lot of people and we see like these reality shows where you know they curse each other out and they air their dirty laundry and it's just like you cannot take it to that level with your husband or wife so that's a really good point that you brought up like just being quiet sometimes processing your thoughts before you actually say them out loud um because you never know like the way you thought it was going to come out is not the way the person may receive it so and that's actually just a good tip in life not even just with your spouse just in life just be quiet sometimes sometimes be quiet silence itself is a weapon you can fight being silent and i think you know and and i'm not talking about there's some people they have made marriage malice a thing and it's so sad like you'd have people who are married not talking to each other for weeks Mm -hmm. living in the same house yeah that in itself it, it it it's it's a very sad thing you know if anyone's watching and that's what you're going through you know, it's very, very tempting to give up when you're going through that. But I'll just say, just put it at God's feet. And also, if you can get counseling, if the person can agree to counseling in the in the better times, mm. like when you guys are getting along, it's a good time to bring up, bring up counseling. 
not in a blaming way like oh this is what you did let's go for counseling more of you know i think like i feel like we can we can be like a we can build something from this. This is yeah. something God God has plans for. We need to firm it up. Let's get counseling, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, even just with my one year of marriage, like, I feel like I've learned so much about myself, like more about myself, you know? Cause you just start to see yourself in a different light. You start to see like, oh, I'm not as, you know, nice as I thought I was, or I'm not as this, you know, because now you're living with someone that sees you through and through. They see, you know, the best of you, they see the worst of you. And for them to decide like, yeah, I'm still going to like be here with you. It means a lot. So I have learned so much about myself and it's, I think it's made me a better person because, you know, when you're single, you're just selfish. You just think about yourself, you live your life, you do this, you do that. But now having to, to put someone to choose to put someone, right? Um, I think it, it just teaches you so much. If you could give maybe just like two, the two important, um, I don't wanna say tips, but like advice, words of advice for um, people that are not married yet or maybe newlyweds under five years. What, how long do they consider newlyweds? I feel like I'm a newlywed. I'm serious. After because you know, because you know, part part of our journey was long distance. Part of it was traveling. You know, from country to country, three times in a year. Oh, it was was just still like eleven years is is not (laughs) Yeah, but I, you know, sometimes I still even this morning, like you know, something came to my mind, like, and it was marriage concerned, and it was concerning us, and I was like, oh. So I learned something new this morning. Mm. So do you feel like, this is a, a side note, do you feel like you're still always learning your partner, like even after 11 years, or do you, or is it in marriage, you just get to the point where you know this person through and through? I don't think so. I think you can know, I, so it's, 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 that's a great question. I think you can, you can know my values through and through. Right. You can know the principles that I've built my life on. I don't like lies. Yeah. I like to go out with my friends. Uh, I'm working on my, on a problem with pornography. So, you know, yeah. you can know my, the, 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 the foundation. Right. And, and that I would definitely advise because that's how you can be a help me to that person. Because if you don't know what what's going on on the underneath, it's just going to be, hey, babe, I bought you flowers, but mm-hmm. that person's depressed. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck on, did you buy me flowers last week? But then you don't understand that that person's having nightmares, you know? Wow. So you need to know, like, the something that's not surface, very mm-hmm. underneath. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can know that, but I don't think you can know a person completely because we continue to evolve and yeah. to grow. You know, my, my style can change. Maybe when you met me, I was like all covered up from head to toe. I liked long dresses. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I watched Mad Men yesterday. I binged on the whole show. And now I want to dress like Peggy. Boom. <laughs> and guess what? It's your credit card that I'll be using to buy <laughs> Mad Men vintage dresses. No, you know, I think and, that's and, that's one of the advice yeah. that like 
you are going to, your partner is going to consistently grow and like you're, you're going to have to grow with them. So like you said, when you marry that person, they may be into a certain, you know, genre of books. And then now all of a sudden, huh? Or music. Oh yeah. Or music. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, they like this and you're, you're still buying them old type of books and they're like oh you know you're wondering why they're not reading it you're taking offense right so that's a good point that your partner is going to grow the same way you will grow and evolve throughout your whole life um i I watched i watched this show amanda and um i'm just bringing this up because you know it came to my mind when you said books i watched this show and the guy was like when we met we used to vibe on WizKid, but now you're like Burner Boy. I was like, for real? Is this an issue? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah, because then you start thinking the person switched up. And it's like, I didn't switch up. I just, I'm just changing. I'm evolving. I'm growing. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. Because sometimes I'm like, I can't believe you like this. Like, I, when did you start liking this? <laughs> like, where, where was I? Um, I feel betrayed. I know, right? That's how it feels sometimes. So that's a good point. What would you say is like another one just to kind of going into marriage to, to remember? Um, I would say... And I'm actually asking for myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, there's so many of them. But for now, I would say... Don't, I would say, especially if, uh, for both sides, um, I would say, you know, it's great to see older, older marriages. It's great to see, you know, people like that, um, winning and everything. But if you want to grow old in marriage and have joy, because you can grow old with no joy. Yeah. So if you want to grow old and have joy, you have to, you know, um, you have to create your own template for yourself, mm. your own marriage template. It has to be based off the Bible. Yeah. I will say that 100% because the, 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 the one who instituted marriage is God. Right. So if you're going to have a template, it has to be based off the Bible but the part of it that has to be based off yourselves is the part that understands that character comes into play in a marriage. If I'm a woman who's married to a man who was abused as a child, I should not, I should definitely not think that we're going to have the same issues with somebody who's married to a man who was not abused as a child. Yeah. If I'm a woman who's married to someone who had uh, a problem with infidelity, not, not I wouldn't call it infidelity if they're single, but like, just sleeping around. Multiple, yeah. Like throwing the wild oats, having multiple partners, spiritually and even physically. He's going to have issues that we're going to have to deal with together yeah. as a couple. Because even him pair bonding with me would be a problem. Because now he's he has had so many partners, he was able to be intimate with people without his heart being involved. Yeah. And that is somehow going to come over to me. And we're going to have trust issues. And I'm going to be scared when I see a text. You know, there's so many. So you have to remember that this is your marriage. While it's ordained by God, but it's about the two of you, your character, traits, your likes, and dislikes, 
always kind of keep that in mind. You cannot compare yourself too much. Mm. So someone's husband is taking them to Bali and next week is it's, uh, some island and the next week after that, some island. Meanwhile, you have a husband that is a homebody and doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like yelling at him, my friends are going to Bali. It's not going to help you. <laughs> it's not going to help you. So you need to figure out a way to just always remember it's two of you yeah. in this marriage. No, no friends, no outsiders, just yeah. you guys. So basically no comparison. And I know with social media, yes. you know, you see people posting this and posting that. You don't know what's truly happening. And comparison yes. is something that a lot of us do. Um, so just, you know, like you said, focusing on you and your spouse and the life that you're trying to build together. I was at a friend's wedding probably like two or three years ago. I'm not sure. But the um, the minister was basically just giving some advice to them. And he was just something that he said that stuck out to me before I was married. He was like, you know, always focus on your partner's strengths. I know sometimes it's like, oh, your partner does one thing and you're, you know, you're on them like, oh my goodness, you know, but your partner is also doing so many other great things. So when you focus yeah. on their strengths, that again, that builds them up, that lets them know that you do value them. And over yeah. time, whatever it is that you think that they're not doing or they should be doing, that can come, but no one wants to feel beaten down all the time. And yeah, that's something that especially yeah. as women, like some of us are perfectionists and we want things done a specific way. And we were like, yeah. how did he not think to do it that way? But, <laughs> you know, it's just really not beneficial to him, especially as a man who thrives yeah. off of respect. Yeah. You know, there was, I, 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 let me just drop this. Like there was a time we're having a, a conversation, right? me and my husband and then I said you, you, you haven't done this and I've been talking to you about this 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 but you haven't done this you know I keep repeating myself and he's like okay I agree you mentioned two things one of them I'm not doing it yet I'm working on it but the other one I'm doing it I did it day before yesterday <laughs> Two days ago, can you see it there? That's it. And I and, and I have to take a step back and say, you know what? You're so bent on pushing this narrative of you're not doing what you should be doing yeah. that when he even does it, you're not seeing. Yeah. Or when, or maybe he's not even perfect at it, but if he's trying, the last thing you want is to keep saying you're not doing it because at that point he is trying. Yeah. For those of us who have kids, right? Your kid makes a little, like a little, hits a little milestone. You're like, good job, good job. Men need good job too. They just don't tell you good job. Many of them don't smile when you say good job, but in their hearts, it's like, They're yes, I did that. Exactly. So, so um, I'm not saying see your man as a, as a little boy, even though many women say that. And I don't think it's advice they would want to hear. <laughs> but see understand that in a woman there's a little girl and in a man there's a little boy and your little girl comes out to play sometimes yeah as a, as a chick right so maybe you don't even maybe you don't even see her right because you know some 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 women they grew up being forced into the role of a uh, some girls grew up being forced into the role of a woman too quickly yeah. so that little girl had no place and now they're women and the little girl shows up in the weirdest ways. It could be even 
fighting on the street. <laughs> it yeah. could be sometimes, you know. So men also have their little boys too. And we need to make make room for them. And then also, I would say this is the this you ask me what are the two biggest tips. If you don't mind, I'm going to add two more. Oh yeah, sure. If you don't mind. We're listening. <laughs> okay, so two more tips. You need to be a safe space for for your for your husband. You know, if you're dating, you you need to understand that this person you're going to get married to, maybe now you're not a safe space yet mm. completely because you're not married. But as a wife, you need to be a safe space in, in, the, in the sense that you cannot, he needs to be able to tell you something and understand that it's going to be with you. He needs to be able to be vulnerable with you, right? I know they say men don't cry. I know they say men don't, it's a lie. You heard it here. It's a whole lie. He needs to be able to watch a movie and cry with you. I mean, it not be a big deal. Mm. So you are going to have to deconstruct everything you think a man is at some point in your marriage and just see him as this person that God is building. Yeah. And you and you are privileged to be a part of it. And you too, he's going to have to deconstruct everything he thinks a woman is and have to understand that he is privileged to be, you know, watching you become who God has called you to be, period. And, you know, and finally... I would say the key to stay married is to take divorce off the table. Mm. Like, don't keep it on the table. Part of your mind, yeah. Some people, yeah. yeah. It's, some people, it's always, it's always, this is my plan B. It's not even their plan C. It's not D. It's not E. It's not F. It is plan B. Wow. Right. It, it cannot even be your plan G. If it is, you will bring it forward. Yeah. Because it because it's it seems very, you know, cut and dry. Yeah. Right. So you need to be able to just prayerfully take it off the table. And I say prayerfully because we're human, like hey. So prayerfully take it off the table. Hopefully the, the other person understands because you know there are two of you in the marriage. If one person takes it off the table and the other person doesn't take it off, hey. But I hope you're seeing a counselor who, who, who also shares that with you. Like, are you guys ready to commit and take this off the table? Because once it's on the table, it's like whenever I'm getting rest, right? Like when I know that the next day is an event, I don't bring out two clothes because I know myself. I'm that person that I'm supposed to go somewhere and, and, and at the end of preparing, I have like 18 clothes on the ground, <laughs> like all over the place. <laughs> so I just bring out one right. and tell myself, this is it? You know, and I get all my accessories and everything that match that. Right. And because it's me, I probably go, go get in the shower 30 minutes before and it will be too late to change my mind. <laughs> so that is my hack. I'm just sharing I'm sharing my act with you. So nothing else is on the table, just that dress. Right. That's that. That's so it has to be. This is going to work. That's what's on the table. Yeah. I'm willing to grow to make it work. But the other person has to feel the same way. Same way. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. Because like you said, when you know it's not an option, you are going to be intentional about working towards fixing whatever comes. And I think one mm -hmm. last thing that I just want to add, 
um, that really has helped us um, through couples therapy is just like you kind of touched on it, but just understanding your spouse's childhood and, um, you know, understanding the things that were triggering to them as they grew up. And that will really help you understand that even though that they're an adult, why they are responding to certain things this way, knowing who they were as a child, what their family experience was. And it, ha it helps you have empathy and compassion towards them as opposed to just thinking everything is a dig towards you. And that's really helped, um, you know, Edward and I, because we were able to like now when things do happen I can understand that oh, okay he was this is how he did it as a child and it's different from me and how we can now create our own life and memories with our kids so that's been really helpful I think overall just going to therapy individually and as a couple is is great for anyone um even if you don't think you've gone through trauma by the time you start opening, you'll be amazed <laughs> exactly like I just every, everyone should should do it at some point in their life so um wow I really do appreciate everything that you have shared with us is there any last tidbits you want to add your social media anything before we get off okay so um yeah as I said you can find me at immigrate.life and um, you can find my, you can find me on the website, www.immigrate.life and www.beyondundafrady.com. And uh, a last tip I would say, you know, just grow yourself, focus on you, happy you, happy everyone. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So good. That's, that's what so I good. And thank, thank you for having me on. I love what you're doing on uh, Confessions. Um, I love that you always bring the episodes out all together so we can binge. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So you guys know that you can always follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram, or you can send an email to confessionsofachristianchick at gmail.com. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.